so much, Lindsay, for sharing and for deciding to follow Jesus the way you did. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, we could be opening our Bibles to the book of Genesis, chapter 27. How's everyone doing? Good to be back at church this week. So today, I have a treat for you guys. I have a blessing I want to bring to you, all right? I have, uh, uh, well, I have a message from the Word of God, amen? But I also have a Snickers bar, a Reese's peanut butter cup, and an M&M's candy bar. Who, who wants a blessing today? Okay, a number of hands. Just got the kids involved in the sermon. Okay, um, why do you think you should get this blessing? What, what makes you worthy of this blessing? Carter. Okay, <laughs> special privilege claimed. <laughs> Lilia. She's, Lilia is cool, and, and you are. Amen. Rightfully so. Jeremy. Jeremy got here early, made coffee for everyone. He deserves this blessing. All right, Tyler. I made breakfast. I made breakfast. Okay, for yourself? For, for the family. Oh, okay. Amen. <laughs> That's good. Uh, go ahead. Saved by grace. Oh, 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 right there. Yeah, yeah. This is like feeding the dolphins or something right here. We're looking for a, Terry. Special needs child. Yeah, you got that one right there. Look out. Nobody, hey, don't be stealing no blessing. Don't stealing no blessing. Ooh, that was close. Okay, Tim. I'm really hungry and I'm saved by grace. Uh, Okay, you have needs. You have special needs. You're very needy. Okay, okay. Let's. I'm not myself when I'm hungry. You're not yourself when you're hungry. I already gave the Snickers bar away. Sorry. Chase? If I don't get those m ms I won't be the same person. Okay, there you go, Tim. <laughs> okay, all right. This is good. This is fun. You know what? Today we're talking about blessing. And we're going to study the Jacob story, and we're going to study today and next week. And uh, well, the overall theme for Jacob's story is this idea of blessing from God, okay? So let's catch up a little bit. So we're walking through the Old Testament. I'll hit the start button on my... I got a new toy. Uh, it's a timer. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, I like it. You'll like it. I'll put that away, turn the ringer off. Anyways, <laughs> no. Um, so anyways, we're walking through the Old Testament, and we're, we're studying the character of God. We want to know God. We want to understand who God is. We want to experience God and become one with His character, and we want to reflect God to the world. That's the goal of our study, to delight in God, the character of God, okay? So, so far, Genesis 1 through 11, we've learned that God, in the beginning, God. Okay, God created the world. God created the world, and it was good, and it was very good. And then man came along, and what did we do? We, did, we do what we do best, and that's mess up, right? Can, I, can any mess ups in the room today? Okay, I know I am one, so we messed it up, but the good news is that God redeemed the world through Noah, amen? Through a righteous man, Noah. So what we've learned learned many things about God already, but we know that everything begins with God, okay? 
God is eternal. God was the Alpha and Omega. He's before this thing we call time. He's outside of time. And so it begins with God. And even though we mess up, God in His mercy redeems us in Christ. Amen? And so, so that's why we're here today. <coughs> we want to worship Jesus. Amen? We're thankful for His redemption. Okay, and in chap chapter 12 through 50, we get into what's called the patriarchs. And so God has reestablished the, er, the, uh, the earth and uh, had to do some scattering uh, to deal with uh, um, some selfish ambition. But now he starts to choose and create a people. So he's created the world, and now we get into him creating his people, a people of God, forming it through, through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then we have Joseph uh, through the end of the rest of uh, Genesis. So God has created the world, and now he's starting to form a people within this world to bless the rest of the peoples through his people. So he's choosing a nation. He's choosing a people, um, but not because they're his favorite, but because he wants to work through them to bless all nations. Amen? So Abraham primarily deals with this idea of the promises of God. And, and is God faithful to his promises? Will God say something and then come through on his promise? And our part, or Abraham's part, is, is what? Will, we, will he trust the promise? Will he obey the promise? And even under a severe trial. So the promise was Isaac, in essence. And so, but then God was going to test his faith and said, Hey, will you give up Isaac and trust me? And Abraham came through and reasoned that God could even raise Isaac from the dead. And Isaac really is this promise fulfilled, and Abraham passed the test and was therefore a friend of God, okay? So then we have Isaac. There's not a whole lot said about Isaac's life besides the fact that God greatly blessed him, and he was very successful. And then we have Jacob in chapters 25 through 36, deals with this great, lovable, Guy, Jacob, the, one of the reasons I love Jacob is because Jacob struggled. Jacob was a man who struggled between doing what was right and doing what was wrong. He struggled between being spiritual and being unspiritual. Matter of fact, he was given the name Israel, which means struggle or wrestle. Amen. Can I get an amen that, that God uses people who struggle any strugglers here today? Okay. Anyone struggling this past week with the weather, with the, the marriage, or with the whatever? Okay. The choice between doing what's right and doing what's wrong is on the forefront of our lives all the time. And so Jacob is a struggler. And this idea of blessings of God, how will he receive these blessings? And then Joseph will see the goodness of God and how God's faithful even through Many, many trials. Okay, so what are we going to learn about the character of God, the character of man, and the character of family, it's both our spiritual family and physical families? What are we going to know about God? How are we going to obey God and reflect God? I want us today to understand God's heart is to bless us. Amen? God's heart to bless, to really experience how to receive these blessings in a spiritual and not a fleshly way and then to reflect by blessing others through the blessings 
that we have been given by God. Amen? Okay, so Jacob, this idea of blessing. By the way, I got to say this. Carter saw my, uh, my candy bars, and he said, uh, I said, these are for the sermon. He said, first of all, can I have it? And I said, no, these are for the sermon. He's like, is it a competition? I'll win. <laughs> and therein lies the message of Jacob. I'm not kidding. God helps me with illustration. You know, when I feel weak about the sermon, God's like, here, I'll give you some help, okay? Um, but that's so much Jacob's blessing. Is it a competition? I'll win, okay? And we see Jacob struggle, therefore, with receiving a blessing but reaping what he sows and in this transformation of his life as he learned that a blessing is a gift we receive, not something that we strive for and compete for and win, then it's not really a blessing. Um, okay, so let's talk about a little bit background of this, this idea of blessing. Blessing is all through the scriptures, even Genesis 1, verse 28. After making Adam and Eve, it says, God blessed them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. It says he blessed Adam and Eve, he blessed Noah, blessing uh, Genesis 12 to Abraham. The promise is that I will bless you. I will make you into a great nation and you will be a blessing to all the nations. Now back in the day, this idea of blessing you know, usually typically revolved around land, around wealth, around children and family, and around power and influence, Okay. And so Jacob now comes to this blessing. He knows of the promise of blessing. Um, the problem is that Jacob has a brother named Esau. And so it's like two children, one primary blessing. Who's going to get? It's a competition. I'll win. Okay? Um, how he pursues this blessing puts him in conflict with literally everyone in his life. Starting primarily with Esau, we see Jacob in conflict with. But not only Esau, his brother, Laban, so uh, he goes and finds um, uh, um, uh, Isaac, Jacob, and Rebecca. I, I, get, I always get Rachel and Rebecca mixed up. Help me out. Who's, this is a quiz. I've had another candy bar. Who's Jacob's wife? Rachel. It's like I said. Okay. Uh, I think Rachel right there. Okay, okay uh, but Rachel's uh, dad, Laban, um, is, he's in constant conflict with him. First of all, it's about Rachel, and then it's Leah, and then Laban tricks him, uh, which is exactly what Jacob did. He tricked his brother and deceived his brother Esau to get the blessing. And so God gave him the blessing, but he also helped him reap what he sowed, and he helped him to learn that this isn't how to really attain this blessing. So there's conflict with Laban, there's conflict with Rachel and his wives and the concubines, there's all kind of inner issues amongst the family and competition and, you know, etc. The children, you know, Jacob's 12 children, incredible amount of favoritism, conflict going on. Basically, this family, the best, one of the best ways to describe this is this family is a mess. This family's a mess. And a lot of times we think, I don't know about you, but we think that family, our family should be perfect. 
And then, you know, when our family turns out to be not so perfect, we get bitter, we get resentment, we get attitudes, and oh, I'm wounded, and all these types of things. Listen, every family is broken. And then it comes to the spiritual family. Oh, well, the church as a family, the church is just the family of God. And therefore, it should just be, you know, A+. How's the family of God started here? How's it going, right? It's a mess. It's a mess. And so God works through people and through families that are a mess. Amen? But he works through them to bless them and transform them. Okay, so let's go to Genesis 27. We're going to talk about the blessing defined, a blessing and choice, and blessing and conflict. Genesis 27, verse 28. I need my glasses. Here we go. So we're going to start a little bit in the middle. This is where he's tricked Esau out of the blessing. Esau was the firstborn, and he tricked him. And we're going to get into Esau's choice a little, a little later. But this is, this is the blessing that Isaac, his son, gives Jacob, even though he thinks it's Esau. Okay. So in verse 27, verse 28, I'm sorry, it says, Now may God give you of the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth, and an abundance of grain and new wine. May people serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be master of your brothers, and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be those who curse you, and blessed be those who bless you. So spoken blessing in this culture is huge. It's massive, okay? And this spoken blessing from Isaac has to deal with Jacob's wealth, position, uh, power, and influence. Now, um, today, the blessing that God desires is not just that, okay? Matter of fact, Jesus comes along and says, yes, God does want to bless you, and I've come to bless you, but it's the blessing looked different than what you think. In John 10, verse 10, it says, I've come to give life to the full. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life, life that is truly life, life to the full. And this life is the life of the age to come, or eternal life isn't just living happily ever after. It's life, it's like the life that was in the Garden of Eden, breaks it back in through Jesus and is going to be fully restored in the life of the age to come. So it's true, not just riches, but true riches. Amen? Okay, not just uh, some kind of meaning life, but true meaning, eternal meaning. Okay, purpose, true purpose, true significance. So in other words, one of the, for example, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than receive. See, when we think of blessing, we think of receiving. And some of us who didn't get the blessing, it's like, oh, well, I didn't get blessed because I didn't get the candy bar, right? I was not chosen because I'm not the favorite or I didn't have a good enough reason. Jeremy's like, dude, what's, how long do I got to make coffee around here to get a dumb candy bar? Seriously, right? Okay. And so we think of blessing as receiving, but Jesus says, no, I'm going to give you the true blessing. The true blessing is actually to give. It's more blessed to give than receive. And Jesus does that 
uh, constantly. You know, Jesus, with the rich young ruler, the rich young ruler had this blessing, had wealth, had power, had influence. And Jesus says, I got something better to give you. Well, I got, I got wealth, I got power, I got influence, I'm, I'm young, you know, <laughs> um, healthy, and uh, all these types of things. Jesus says, no, I got something better to give you. But you got to leave all that to really get what I'm, what I'm going to give you. It's like, oof, I don't think I can do that. And it says he walked away sad. He said, and then it says, what's up? And Jesus says, whoever leaves father, home, mother, will, uh, et cetera, riches, wealth, will receive a hundred times as much in this age. So Jesus just isn't into only eternal. It's the life of the age to come breaking into this age and in the age to come eternal life. In other words, God desires to bless us in this age, but it's the spiritual blessing. It's the truest of riches, not just riches. Does that make sense? Okay, a hundred times as much in this age, in the age to come, eternal life. You know, I experienced this a little bit this past week. I was in Nashville again, uh, visiting my dad. Thank you again for all your prayers. My dad had a stroke uh, recently, and he's, the good news is he's recovering. He's doing pretty good. He's making progress. Uh, he's struggling to speak um, and that sort of thing, but he's weak. He's in the hospital, a, re a rehab hospital at this time. But he's making progress. Thank you so much for your prayers. And I would ask you to continue to pray for full recovery and spiritual revival, really, in him. Um, so anyways, that was this past week. And I was just praying. I had a quiet time in the morning. I was just so thankful for God's mercy, God's grace, God's love for me, the blessings he's poured out on my life. And it did help that it was like 68 degrees and I went on a prayer walk. And I was just so thankful. Sorry. <laughs> Kind of um, gives you, I come to give you hope. Okay, it's coming. Spring is coming. Amen. Good news, right? But, uh, um, so then I, I, I was going to get uh, McDonald's breakfast for my mother-in-law, uh, Arlene, who's there. So whatever I can do to help, that's why I'm here. It's like, okay, get me some McDonald's breakfast. So I'm in the drive-thru, and there's someone who is, has a sign and she needs, she's asking for money. And most of the time when people do that, right, they kind of have a sullen look on their face. And she looked right at me, and she's like, really happy. And I was like, and then how could I, and, and I don't, you know, I know every, everyone has different feelings about whether you should help people who are asking for money or not. That's not the point. How could I, all the, the ways God has treated me, how, 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 all the ways he's blessed me, how could I just say sorry? So I had some cash. I pulled out cash, and all I had was uh, some 20s. I, sheesh, I don't, don't usually give 20s. <laughs> I'm not that blessed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, uh, uh, but maybe I was tested. I don't know. But I looked at her again. And I just said, come here. And I gave her a 20. And she instantly started to cry. And she's like, you're not, you know, I, I can't, I was just praying. And I looked at the, she's like, I just prayed and there was a cross, you know. And I thought of Jesus on the cross. I said, just help me just a little bit, you know. And, 
and it, this is, she's like, I, this is all I need. I'm done for the day. You know, it's just, she's crying, and it's like, blessing you, bless you, bless you, and I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm like, I got to kind of keep going, you know, and, uh, you know, there's that, that awkwardness there, and we just made, we just kind of connected, and she went on her way, and I went on my way, and I just felt my system more blessed to give than receive. I, I was the one right there who was really blessed. Um, but then later on that day, my dad, out of the blue, can barely talk. But out of the blue, he goes, um, we want to uh, give you some money. I'm like, no, no, you don't have to, you know, why? He's like, oh, we just want to give you some money for your struggles. I'm like, no, please don't, please don't, you know, you know how the polite thing to do, right? Inside, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sweet, <laughs> you know. Uh, no, 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 that's right. Uh, no, we really want to. And so he says, darling, get the checkbook, you know. Write a check, and oh, okay, I guess, yeah. And uh, um, wrote me a check for $500, just as a gift. And I thought, isn't that, just, isn't that just how it works? You know, God blesses, and you're thankful, and it's like you want to just pass a blessing, but then God blesses you 100 times as much. It was more than 100 times, like 250 times as much. 20, 10, 25 times as much. Okay, that's why we have accountants here in the church. You know, okay. Dave's like, oh. Okay. Um, see, God desires to bless you today. How does God bless you? When you decide to follow Jesus, when you decide to obey Jesus, when you decide to choose life that's truly life, God's going to bless you. Amen? And it's not because you made coffee in the morning. It's not because you're cool. It's not because whatever. It's because of who God is. He loves to bless. He loves to bless. Okay, so blessing defined. Let's go back over to Genesis 25 now. Blessing and choice. Let's see how my, my time is. Blessing and choice. We're going to read verse 19 through 34. Now, these are the records of the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham became the father of Isaac. By the way, we're going to see a choice of God, a choice of Esau, and a choice of Jacob. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean of Paddan Aram, the sister of Laban, the Aramean, to be his wife. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was barren. Barrenness and promise are common throughout all the patriarchs. From Sarah to Rebecca um, to Rachel, uh, etc. There's a that's an interesting uh, thread. Um, I think God wants to make sure that we know this is about God's promise, and not what we deserve or what we do humanistically. Um, Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was barren, and the Lord answered him, and Rebecca, his wife, conceived. But the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it is so, why then am I this way? Sometimes we think of blessing should be absence of conflict. There's all this conflict going inside her. It's like, wait a second, if this is, a, if this is of God, then why is there struggle? Hmm, sounds like us, right? So she went to inquire of the Lord. The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples will be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger. When her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. Now the first came forth red, ginger. Okay, that's another, another sermon. Um, um, all over like a hairy garment, and they named him 
Grayson, excuse me, Esau. <laughs> Afterward, his brother came forth with his hand holding on to Esau's heel, so his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was 60 years old when she gave birth to them. When the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter, man of the field. But Jacob was a peaceful man, living in tents. Now Isaac loved Esau because he had a taste for game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Oh, this, this, uh, this function of favoritism is, is, is intense, and it goes through this line, and this is not a good parenting method, okay? Um, now, when Jacob had cooked stew, Esau came in from the field and was famished. And Esau said to Jacob, Please, let me have a swallow of that red stuff there. For I am famished. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, First, sell me your birthright. Esau said, Behold, I'm about to die, so what use is the birthright to me? And Jacob said, First, swear to me. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went on his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Blessing and choice. Let's talk about, first of all, of Esau's choice. Okay, Esau forfeited his blessing for immediate gratification. I'm about to die, okay? And I don't know about you, but when I get hungry, and you start to feel that, uh, what do you call that when the, the insulin, the sugar, that low sugar, or, so, or is it high sugar or something? It's literally where you're like, I, I've been at points where I'm like, I get food in me now, or I'm, something bad's gonna happen. You, you know what I'm saying? Hangry, right? Okay, so Esau was hangry right here. Um, but the, rea the reality is, he wasn't about to die. Jesus went for 40 days, right, without eating, and God sustained him. So he was led by his flesh, he was controlled by his flesh. But more so is about immediate gratification versus long-term blessing. And this is one of the roots of our sinful natures, right? Almost all sin you can trace back to, I just want to feel good now, versus have self-control and practice self-denial in order to, to really experience the blessing as God designed. And you can trace that to pride and humility. You can trace the confession and in unopenness and confession? Who, who, who just loves being open about something you're embarrassed about that you did? I hate, oh, I just, I just hate that, right? I'd much rather just shove it under the rug or just look the other way or rationalize or minimize or justify, right? But when you confess and you're open, it doesn't feel good then, but it feels good later. The clear conscience, you with me there? Versus you, you, you cover it up, whatever, and your conscience is seared, and it doesn't feel good later. You escape the moment, but God finds your sin out and helps you get your sin found out. Amen? So, Because he really wants you to be truly blessed, not just immediately blessed. Okay, so Esau forfeited his blessing for immediate gratification. Jacob chose, he valued the blessing, but he sought it in a humanistic way. And this points to all of us who, we, we love God, we value spiritual things, 
But we try to attain some things a lot of times in a humanistic way instead of through the way of faith. He blessed, he gained the blessing through bribery, blessing later on through deceit and trickery. Uh, with Laban, where he attained the blessing through all kinds of um, shrewd businessy type moves. So he was blessed, but he also reaped what he sowed. Okay, so God was working with his character, with his sinful nature. So he's faithful to his promise, but, he, but as deceitful as Jacob was, he allowed Jacob to be deceived. And it cost him an extra seven years of labor for Laban. You with me there? Okay. Um, he showed favoritism to Joseph, and then Joseph was taken away. Okay, so he was blessed, but he reaped what he sowed. Okay, um, the struggle in the conflict within him was refined and transformed until as he grew older, he more learned how to receive the blessing through faith and through trusting God rather than manipulating the blessing through flesh in the means of the flesh. Was he really blessed? So when he tricked his dad into giving him the blessing we read about earlier through um, faking to be Esau, was he really blessed? Well, in a way, but he knew in his conscience that he, was, he, he cheated to get it. And so there was no peace in him, and there was struggle in him. So he had struggle and conflict within himself, with God, and with every single person in his life. Okay? Now, um, God chose... This is, it's a tough, it's a tough uh, uh, theological thing, but it, it seems like God chose Jacob. And we see in Romans... Nine, that there's an idea of God chose Jacob. Listen, I want to speak to this just a little bit because this can kind of mess us up. Well, why did did they get the blessing and I didn't? Okay, well, God just loves them more. Listen, we know that God does not show favoritism. Okay, we know for sure because it's explicitly stated that God does not have favorites. Okay, but it looked like Jacob was kind of the favorite. Listen, Esau chose to disregard his birthright. Esau chose to not value this. And so some of God's predestination is based on God's foreknowledge of what the human choice is going to be. So are we just predestined to whatever, or is it all free will? I think it's really a combination, because of God being outside of time, He can see the choices that we make, Okay, which way we're going to head outside of that. Does that make sense? Um, sometimes blessing and choice is confused with favoritism. God's not favoritism. doesn't show favoritism. God's choices takes into account man's choices. First of all, God is God. He can do whatever he wants, when he wants, and how he wants. I bought the candy bars. They're my candy bars. Actually, Christy bought them. Okay. <laughs> she gave them to me. Okay. So I can give the candy bars to whoever I want. If you own them, you can give them to who you want. We are not the center of the universe. In the beginning was not man. In the beginning, God. So God, Psalm 24, what we read earlier, God is the owner of everything. Okay? So you are not entitled to have equal, you know, all favor as your neighbor. That's not your, 
unalienable right. What you are entitled, if you want to play that game, I warn you to be careful because if you really want to play the card on God, give me what I deserve, he'll say, I don't think you want, I don't think you want to go to hell. I don't really think you want wrath because we've all sinned. So as humans, we need to take a different posture of entitlement toward God. And whatever God gives us, we will receive in gratitude. Amen? And not compare our blessing to someone else's blessing. And by the way, when we're unspiritual, Jeremiah says we don't even see the blessing when it comes. Because God has blessed all of us. Okay, the pottery illustration, God's saying, say, hey, I can make some pottery for... And so the blessing isn't so much about favoritism, it's more about function, more about service. So Jake, right, has been blessed with some musical gifts, okay? I haven't been blessed with that, okay? Does that mean God likes Jake more than me? Come on, seriously, there's a different function, there's a different role, amen? And so, what's that sound going off? Turn that thing on, we got about two-thirds of the sermon to go. I'm just kidding. Okay, God doesn't bless his favorite. God blesses for his function, his purpose. Okay, he blesses with gifts, but gifts are different, and they're all given in order to be a blessing. The other thing is the blessing is not designed to end with us. Whatever blessing you're given, it's designed to be a conduit. So spiritual blessing is one received in humility, obedience, and as a conduit to others. And by the way, when it does come to God's choice, 1 Corinthians teaches us that God chooses the things that are not in order to shame the things that are. So well, I remember in, in deciding to, you know, go in, in the ministry, I was like, I had a, just a big list of all the things I'm not. I'm not a good speaker. I'm not a good leader. I'm overly emotional. Uh, I'm not, I don't have any influence. I'm totally unorganized. I've got, just got like list them up the reasons of why I'm not. And actually God said, I know. That's why I'm choosing you because then you're not going to take credit, you prideful dog. <laughs> you're going to give the glory to me. Amen? Amen? And so when you start listing the things you're not, just know you're actually qualifying yourself <laughs> to be used by God. Amen? Amen and Amen. Okay, the last point is blessing and conflict, but we don't have the time. Eli's going to pick this up next week. But I'll summarize. Jacob is in conflict with everyone. Early in his life, he runs from conflict. And that's what we do normally. We avoid conflict. Blessing doesn't come with the absence of conflict. But finally, he wrestles with God. In Genesis 32, he wrestles with God. He wrestles with himself. He comes to peace with God and in peace with himself. And it's amazing how he starts to immediately enter into peace with all the people he's been in conflict with, starting with Esau. But now it's not, it's a competition I'll win. It's, it's not a competition, and I'm a broken, humble man. He, read ahead to Genesis 32 through the rest of this Jacob story. So in conclusion, God, the idea of blessing, amen? God desires to bless us today. God desires to bless you. Uh, whether you see it or not, 
doesn't change its truth. God desires to bless you. Don't be like Esau and choose immediate gratification, compromising the spiritual values. Uh, be like Jacob, value the spiritual blessing, but don't be like Jacob in manipulating to get the spiritual blessing, amen? Uh, understand that we are chosen, but not because we're favorites, but because we're to be a conduit of this blessing. And we as a family are blessed, amen? We are so blessed and therefore have a responsibility to pass this blessing through to the dark world. The blessings we received corporately as a group and individually use those to bless others. Amen? The idea of blessing. Okay, Brad's going to come up right now and have a contribution, thought, and announcements, and then we'll close with one last song.